What's up, everybody? Welcome to What's in Your Glass. I'm your host, Carmelo Anthony. Before we get going, let's let's first welcome today's guest. You know him as a Pro Football Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion who who, who played his entire uh, I want to say 15 years, right? Yeah, 15 man. year career with the New York Giants. And if that's not enough, you also know him for his work on Good Morning America as the host of uh, a $100,000 pyramid and one of the faces of Fox's NFL coverage. Uh, and plenty of other things. We can go on and go on and go on. <laughs> but safe to say, safe to say, you know this man. We all know this man. Please welcome to the show, Michael Strahan. What's up? If I had, uh, you know, the, the noise in the background, I would give you, you know, some, mm-hmm. some extra noise. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, it's, all, it's all good, man. <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's always good to see you. You give me an excuse to uh, to drink something during the week. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I like that. I like that. So speaking, so speaking on that, so on today's show, um, we, we, we're drinking, I'm drinking, uh, um, a 1999 Clos Vougeot Grand Cru. Mm. What are you drinking, Mike? What's in your glass? I am thinking, drinking a 2013 Pinot Noir from my girl, Christy Kerr. You know, Christy Kerr is a professional okay, absolutely. golfer. And uh, Christy always seems, keeps me up to date and always sends me some nice wines, man. So I'm drinking a bottle of her. <laughs> Her 2013 vintage. Absolutely. Shout out to Christy and cheers. Cheers to you, Mike, for sure. Cheers Thank to you. you. Cheers to you, man. Mm. Oh, that's good. This yeah, yeah, no, this is this is actually really good. I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it open up a little bit as we move, as we go on with the show, but this hey, is actually I, really good. When I'm on GMA tomorrow and I'm like, well, yeah, slurring my words. I'm gonna blame you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you. That's why you go with the Pinot Noir. It's, it's easy. Yeah, no, I can't. Hey, I was saying, I drink. You know that wine, man. You get too much when you got to when you got to read. That brain is not catching up with your mouth. Your mouth is not catching up with your brain. And your people going, oh, he must. So took too many shots to the head on the football field. That brother's losing. It. I can't have that. <laughs> no, we're not. We we are not going to have that. You 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 sip as we go. That's it. You sip as we go. Let's let's get let's get into it, Mike. I first have to congratulate you, um, as it was recently announced that they will be retiring your jersey. Um, finally, like what the hell? Number ninety two on um, no. Is it November twenty eighth at MetLife? Uh, yeah, November twenty eighth, MetLife against the Philadelphia Eagles. The one team, man, that one, you know, we got that one. That's the one for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. The announcement, the announcement actually happened on Good, Mer- Good Morning America um, as 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 your former teammates, Eli uh, Manning, Jesse Armstead and uh, Justin Tuck surprised you to make the announcement. First off, what what was the moment of surprise like? Because, I, I mean, that should have been happened. And secondly, what would like what would your emotions be like seeing your jersey retire for such a you know such a story team? I'll be honest with you, I agree with you. It should have happened a long time ago. Uh, nobody warned it, and I, it's hard to even believe I haven't played in like fourteen years, man. But um, no one's warned it. I thought it would happen a while ago, but I was happy when it finally did happen because it kind of cements your legacy with the team, cements your legacy with the city, uh, and no one else will ever wear that jersey. And it's not an ego thing. It's like almost like the ultimate respect for, to me, for the 15 years that I played here in New York, which is, as you know, the tough place to play all for one team, man. And we weren't always great teams. So it was the ultimate, ultimate respect. And then to to have Eli pop out of a box 
have Jesse and, and Justin, those guys show up. It surprised me. They're lucky I didn't curse on that TV. Like, what the? <laughs> or, or, or tackle one of them. You should have tackled one yeah, of them. <laughs> he, he, he like wearing the number 92. I was like, that's wearing my jersey. He's like, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all tripping. Nigga. They must have really did something to get you guys to do that. But it was a great surprise because, you know, I love the guys. You know, you're on the team. And I don't, I don't. You're still on the team, but the one thing that I miss is I just miss being around the guys every day, that camaraderie, that talking smack, and just just living, man. You kind of never have to grow up in certain ways. And um, But it was good to have those guys there to surprise me, man. That was very fitting for the moment. Absolutely. Congratulations again on that. Moving on, like, mo- moving on, you, you, you are part of uh, Fox's NFL coverage, uh, as we as we all know, on both Thursday nights as well as the Sunday pregame show, mm-hmm. like how like how cause that's that shit is a lot. Like how do you how do you handle? <laughs> you got you know you got your morning show, you got Fox, you got Thursday Sunday. It's it's, it's a lot, but you do it. How do you handle such a, a a heavy workload? Like I'm 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 trying to learn that. I'm getting better at that. Um, but also, how do you how do you prepare to host those and be prepared with stats and the knowledge for? for all the NFL teams? Because it's a lot of information that you got to intake. It's a lot of information that you have to take in, but it's a lot of information. I've, I've learned this, only take in what I need. Mm. And don't rely on stats too much. That's the one thing I learned at Fox. Because if you look at, we, we've been in the locker room, we've been on the field, we've been out there with the coach, we've been in the middle of, of, of the game. So the fan doesn't want to necessarily hear exactly what they can get by just Googling something. They want to hear our perspective from being on the inside, which that you can't teach, right? You have to actually be there. So I, and us guys at Fox, we have a little thing like, okay, who's going to rely on stats today? And it's like a joke because we don't want to rely on stats. We want to rely on just your enjoyment of the game, what you know about the game, what you feel about the game at that time. Just throw it out there. And of course, there's a stat here and there. But with everything that I do, I've learned to compartmentalize, man. Like if I know I have GMA during the week, I focus on GMA during the week. And when I have Thursday night football, when I leave GMA in the morning, I come home, I work out, I take a nap, and then I wake up and I read my stuff for Thursday night football, and then I do that. And then with Sunday football, I worry about that pretty much on a Friday or Saturday. Like I only look at into stuff when I need to know it. And pretty soon – after the show was over, you can ask me about the show, and I'm looking at you like, oh, damn, they were on the show today? Like, I don't remember nothing. <laughs> Woo, when I don't need it, it goes out the door because only so much useless information or information I can have in my head at one point. Absolutely. And, and does the, do you think that comes from just being an athlete and the way that you got to compartmentalize you know, information and, 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 and games and it's always on to the next and this is happening, that's happening. You're on defense, you got to know the offense like – do you think that's a that's a, a key factor in that as well? Oh, absolutely. You can't compartmentalize in football. You you or in sports, period. You can't you won't be successful. And you can you it's just no different having a bad play or missing a shot or for me, missing a sack or missing a tackle. If I worried about it any longer than the next time they showed up, then I'm gonna be in trouble. You just you right. just gotta stay in that moment, whatever that moment gives you good and bad, and, and just be indifferent to mistakes. And also be indifferent to to success because because you did well one play the next play is right there too so you learn not to get the ups and downs but compartmentalizing definitely came from sports I had no idea how to do it beforehand and 
I just, you know, learned watching like Lawrence Taylor my rookie year, watching him on the sideline and then going on the field and being a completely different guy. For me, I'd have my friends come to the game, give them sideline passes. They stay down there and watch the game from the sideline and sit, sit next to me at the bench. And I got my, my helmet down, you know, sitting on the ground. I'm talking to them. Yeah, you know, and talking about something so unrelated to sports. And then they'll say, defense, I'll be like, hold on, I'll be right back. Give my helmet, put it on, <laughs> go out there and be like, dude, major? Major, do what I got to do, come back with the helmet and pick up the conversation. But I love that. <laughs> that that's one thing I kind of, I, I absolutely love being able, and I learned how to, I'm not going to say master, but pretty much master the art of compartmentalizing um, and, and, and preserving the energy for, and thoughts for what I needed at that time. And that's pretty much what it is. And also, you know, well, you got so much going I know, on, man. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. I'm asking you because I get to get it from a different perspective now. You have so much going on, too, that I don't know. I, I need to know my schedule when I wake up. Like I, the night before, I look at my phone. I look at my schedule, see what's on it, because I have to mentally prepare for that much energy for the day. Absolutely. I and, agree with that. Totally. I agree with that. And it's a different type of energy. There's the energy of. Oh, I got to go photo shoot. I got interviews. I got this. I got that. Okay. I got to be ready. It's a long day. Then there's the energy of, okay, I got to go to work. But then after work, I don't have nothing for a while or I have one thing, but then oh, I'm playing golf or I'm hanging with my boys. That is a different type of, of energy for me. So I, I have to know my schedule the day or so ahead, ahead man, and, and kind of just understand when I wake up how much of energy it's going to take to get through that day. Yeah, I can't go into things blindly. Just throws me off. No, I, I can't. I can't. I can't do that either. I, I agree. With, I'm, I'm with you on that. My schedule. I need to see it. The, I need to see it the day before. Mm-hmm. I need to already kind of mentally prepare myself for how I'm going to move. You know, where, wh- how much time I'm gonna spend here? When I'm, le- I need just need to when I'm gonna eat, when I'm gonna drink. I just need to, you know, <laughs> I, I need all of that intact for sure. The night before. But the, but the worst thing though, how many times have you said? Yeah, 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 I'll do it. You're feeling good, right? And then it gets there, you're like, man, please, somebody else do it, please. Yeah, yeah, do I have to do like, it? Uh, like, like, uh, like a good time. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I, honestly, that, hap- that happens more often than, than not. I'll, I'll tell you that, especially with me. We'll stay away from uh, predictions in, in football. But what, what are some of the what are some of the things you're looking forward to? as the season gets going? Obviously, the Buccaneers are the best team in the, in the NFL. They, they brought back every starter. But the, the, but the thing is, it's so hard to repeat. And a lot of times, it's difficult to repeat, not because your team's not good. It's difficult to repeat because the guys who won the Super Bowl the last time, each one feel like they're the reason you won. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> well, I, you got to start believing they're more important than, than the team. And so... I think the only benefit is having Tom Brady in that moment because he can be like, yo, reel it in. I've seen it. I've been there. I, I don't have seven rings because I thought I was more important than the team. So hopefully that helps. So I, I think that, you know, Tampa is going to be the one team that I'm going to keep my eye on just see how they do. Um, I think that the Cowboys are interesting. I hate to say it because I'm just – it's Cowboys. That's, that's, that's eating you up right it's now. Eat, it's that. eating me up, man. It's eating me up. i got a lot of friends who are – Cowboy fans, but and and I don't know why they're friends. To be honest with you, but I'm intrigued <laughs> by the Cowboys because I almost I, I kind of drink the Kool Aid that Jerry Jones pours every year, saying the Cowboys are going to be great. He's been saying it for over 20 years, and I've been waiting. 
But with Dak, if he stays healthy in the way they were playing before he got hurt, I think the, the, the Cowboys are legit. Of course, Kansas City is um, strong. But the sleeper team, man, kind of like going to creep up on some people, Buffalo. Yes. Last year, they woke people up. Buffalo, Josh Allen, Buffalo was tough, good defense, everything, just a tough team. And Tennessee. You know, they, they yes. got, they, yeah, Tennessee's going to be going to be going to be tough too. Buffalo, Buffalo's they, they, they've been building over the past couple of years, man, to, mm-hmm. see, to see where they are now. I mean, I, they got a number one defense right now, I think. Yeah. And they're young like and that. hungry. That's yeah, what they, I like. They, when, usually when you get those type of teams, young, hungry, ready to go, you'll have success. I don't know what success, but you'll have some type of success. But, I, 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 you know, I wish I'm a Ravens fan by heart. I'm a Michael Strahan fan. Appreciate you. Uh, absolutely. So I, I, I love the game of football. I just love to watch it. it. You know, I get that same energy that I we were just talking about the meetings, preparing for the next day. That's how I feel on Saturday, on Saturdays. Oh, me too. And I'm not sleeping on the Ravens, by the way. Lamar Jackson, one of my favorite players, one of the most exciting players ever at the quarterback position, man. Ever. And this kid got passed over from all these teams he can't throw the ball. He can't do this. He can't do that. I don't care. The cat wins the game. That's all it And matters. now they see he can throw the ball. He can. He can do everything. So I, I like I like the Ravens a lot. And they're hard-nosed team. Harbaugh has those guys playing like old school, you know, just tough football. And that's what I think gets lost is that, uh, you know, get a lot of teams that are very finesse. Right. And you have some good teams. Like Rams are, Rams are going to be good, I think, with Stafford and all that stuff. But I think at the end of the day, and Aaron Donald is my favorite player to watch. But it's going to be just interesting to see who can stay healthy. And I think at the end of the day, football's physical. You Absolutely. Can't, you can't be a finesse team, I feel, and really like run through everybody to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you got to eventually got to toughen up a little bit. Indeed, indeed. So moving away from football a little bit, um, since since you retired, uh, you you've evolved into like you know just a serious I would say journalist, right? Uh, especially with your work as a, as a co a co-host on Good Morning America. Like for example, you sat down exclu- exclusively with um, the officer Jonathan Mattingly, uh, one of the officers involved in the Breonna Taylor case. That special recently won a Peabody uh, Award. You you also you also sat down with. President uh, Barack Obama, um, in, in honor of, of Juneteenth, and big shout out to Juneteenth as well, and discuss race, resilience, and just power of hope. Like, did you always want to break into serious journalism after you after your playing career? Melo, I just wanted to get a job, man. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I retired from football, I was like, okay, I know I can do this football thing. And I had the most roundabout way of of getting anything. I had, you know, senior year of high school, I played football. So football was kind of a weird way of getting into it. Um, Daytime television was a weird way of getting into it because I don't think anybody thought I was ever going to get that job with Kelly or replacing Regis. And GMA came out of nowhere. And they asked me and I said no because I just didn't see myself doing what I do now. And I think that at that point, I was in a lot of ways willing to put limits on myself. I was willing to not try something out of fear of failing at it without really giving it a legit shot, even though obviously they thought I could do it. 
And I just did not see it in my, I didn't see it in my life, man. I just didn't think that, that I could come across as that guy. But I will tell you this, the more, I've been there now crazy enough, seven years. And in that seven years, I've had the opportunity to do some of the most amazing things, interview some um, amazing people, interview and talk about some, you know, things that stretch across the country and mean a lot to this country, like the interview with John, Jonathan Manley and the President Obama. And, and those things make me realize that I would have shortchanged myself by saying no and by not doing it. And now I love that part of it more than I enjoy the other softer side of it. I love the information. I love understanding more about politics. I understand more about what's going on every day in the world. And that's what it makes the job interesting to me is that it changes every day. Right. And, um, you know, and I get an opportunity to interview people in the middle of some of the most intriguing things that are going on in the country. And I'm just happy that I can represent and do it well enough um, that it's respected. And the win the Peabody was, I didn't quite understand how important the Peabody was. But they're like, it's like the Super Bowl of journalism. I'm like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know before that my producer called me and she's I'm on a plane flying to meet her and do an interview. And um, she's crying. And I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> I couldn't understand it like one of my kids I'm like what? what's wrong like, we want a Peabody I said you know what thank you congratulations I'm very happy but don't you ever call me crying like that ever again but then I understood how the magnitude of it and it makes me extremely proud because I I feel like for some reason I've been God has blessed me with the opportunity to do what I do and to kind of be an example not just the athletes, but the people in general that, you know, for athletes, the athletes can do more than just play sports. First of all, we're right. smart. We have the opportunity right. to do other things. And two, that as a person, you have an opportunity to do more than one thing. You don't have to limit yourself to just what your, your first job may be or what your primary job may be. You can always pivot and do other things as long as you just go into them wholeheartedly and do your best. You got a chance to succeed at them. So, um, yeah, it's it's been one hell of a ride, man, and hopefully it's not over at least for a few more years. Yeah, you you you're good. You're sitting in the driver's seat. I, 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 I'll tell you that. But speaking, but speaking on on, you said something about us as us as athletes. Like we're we're more than that. You know, mm -hmm. we, we that's that's our job. That's we we that's not who we are. And I always I always try to explain that to people that you know I play basketball, I play sports. Uh, but that's not who I am. That's my job. So try to separate the two. But everybody want to put that into one in one bucket. Because of that, what what were some of the challenges you had to face uh, as a, as a former athlete trying to just break into like you know harder hitting news? You know what was there any resistance from the from the establishment from the, your establishment or that establishment at first yeah. because of you as an athlete? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that um, for GMA, I think they did a good job of easing me into it. But sometimes it was the process was a little, even a little too slow for me, where I kind of felt like it was just such the same rhythm every day that I wasn't necessarily stretching at all. But once I voiced that, they were like, okay, you think you're ready to take on more responsibility? Here's a little more. And then after a while, here's a little more. And I realized it is the hardest thing I've ever done, man. This journalism stuff is hard, brother. Uh, it, it was much easier to look at a I, I tape and, and, and figure out some opponent's tendencies and 
and kind of anticipate what was going to happen on the football field. It was much easier doing daytime television where you're just personality driven. This is knowledge driven. It is factually driven. And it's a lot of pressure in all of that. And, and so this is a, by far the hardest thing that I've ever done, but also in a lot of ways, the most fulfilling thing I've ever done personally um, in, the, in the world of TV, because this is probably the, the thing that people expected me to do the least and to be able to do it and prove that it can be done was, um, was helpful. And they explained, ABC did a great job explaining to me when I, when I resisted coming, why they wanted me. It's because the world is a very diverse place and the world is different. I mean, the world looks different. People look different. This isn't the world that we know from back in like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where it was the, the newscaster, he sits there like that and he's serious the whole time. Like <laughs> they, want, they want their news from a diverse group of people, diverse background, diverse looks. Um, and I feel like I was just in the right place at the right time to fill that 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 void that niche and i'm glad to see you know other guys nate over there at cbs now nate just got a job i'm happy to see that yeah. man uh akbar um bajabi yeah. and mila just got the job and these are guys that i talked to and, and and spend time with and akbar was just here a few months ago we were talking about potential offer of this job that he just got and I'm so proud for these dudes, man. These brothers have really worked really hard when people haven't been paying attention to them to get where they are now. And I Again, just, I, yeah, and there's room for all of us. You know, there's enough room for all of us to do this and, and, and make an impact. So, um, like I said, it's, it's just great to see other guys come about and it's great to understand that ABC rolled me the right way. They, they put me out there just enough. And now they, right. I think what really helped me was the pandemic. When Robin and George weren't in there, weren't in there, and I had to sit in the center seat at that desk and throw to them and control the show, um, it showed that okay, he's ready, really ready for this. And and um, I thanked them for trusting me with that because the big responsibility, the big show for the network. ESPN um, Plus, I would say that, uh, announced, announced season two of its uninterrupted, uh, more than an athlete. And, and it, they're going to they're gonna focus on you this year or this this season. Yeah. The, the four-part season will, will, will dive into your journey, beginning with your childhood uh, in Germany. Um, but that's, that's going deep, too, speaking about your childhood in Germany. And, and following you through the football, your, through your football career and evolution into a media personality and, and entrepreneur highlighting your successes and failures along the way. Break, break it down for us. Like, how did this, how did this project come about? Well, um, Maverick and, and LeBron, those guys reached out to us and, and said, Hey, would you consider being a part of um, season two of more than an athlete? And after watching what they did with LeBron, of course, of course I want to be a part of it. So, um, my production company teamed up with, with Spring Hill and and we decided to do it. And we've been filming and, and now we have all the episodes are locked and coming out on the ninth. So it's gonna be great, man. And and it was really weird in a sense to be asked when you get asked to do that because I, I I'm kind of low key. I mean, I know what I do may not be, but I'm like a low key dude. I'm not really out and about and I know everybody, but 
I'm not like somebody who's like hanging out. Would I like to hang out more? Yeah, absolutely. But I just, so it was an honor for me to get that call from those guys to say, hey, we want you to be um, the guy for season two, especially following up LeBron, who we all know his career and his life and his trajectory. And, and it was, it was also, it was deep, man, because my, my, you know, I've been married twice and four kids. My, my first ex-wife is on there, you know, talking about our relationship and growing up in Germany and us being kids and having kids. And she's one of my best friends now. So just to see her talk about me in a way in which I've never heard before was like, whoa, you know, yeah, um, yeah. To, to go back and talk about when I got divorced the second time. Um, and, and that was the darkest time of my life. But like to go back through that was rough, but also I did it with people who were in my life at that point, who were the most important and pivotal people who helped me get through it. So it was just interesting to sit there with them and, and kind of get their side to what they saw me going through, but yet having my opinion of what I went through um, to have my mom involved, have my uncle involved, uh, who was there when I left my parents in Germany. I lived with my uncle who used to take me in the front yard and beat me up to teach me how to play football because he had played. <laughs> I mean, you know, your uncle don't know how to his own strength. And he's like, seven, you know, 275 pounds slapping me around the front yard, man. I had to get you ready. Like, you just out here just beat me up because you felt like it. I ain't getting me ready for nothing. But to have him being a part, have my mom, um, Robin and George, I'm a GMA family, man, and and most of all, to have my dad who passed away, you know, um, a little bit over a year ago, um, to have video of my dad and like that got me. Like I, I'm not a crier, but I ain't gonna lie to you. That guy got me, man. That got me. So he did a fantastic job with it. And I hope everybody enjoys it, sees it, is an inspired, and they that they're inspired by it because I think. You know, a lot of people look at my story and they probably think it was easy. They think I went to some big college and, you know, he was a high pick. Oh, I went to HBCU. You know, I, I didn't study to play football. I didn't study to be a journalist. I didn't study to be a daytime talk show host or a game show host. Well, I just figured it out. And that's a great story in life. You always end up, you may end up in a place in which you never expected to be, but... When you're there, you figure it out if there's somewhere you want to stay. And I've, I've done that. Where you come from, I, and I, I speak on, on everybody as a whole, when you, where we come from uh, can have such an impact on who, who we become in this world, I think. Um, mm-hmm. er, earlier, this, earlier this week, I, I, I published uh, my own memoir, uh, Where Tomorrow's Are in Promise, which is, which is largely a reflection of how kind of my roots, the experiences of, of my upbringing, uh, and the people that the, the raised me influence who I am today. How would you say your roots influence you? Oh, man. I mean, my mom is funny, loving, stay out of your business. Like, you're an adult. You figure your life out. Like, like not, not meddling. Like, <laughs> you kind of taught me to stay and learn about my own business. Somebody else, let them do their thing. Like, I don't get all wrapped up in other people's stuff. And I support people, man. And my, my parents were very, like, um, very inclusive. So if you came over to the house, 
Or if my dad saw you in the street, next thing you know, he's giving you his business card, inviting you to come stay with him when you come down to Texas. I mean, he's one of those dudes. But my dad was also a military man, a major in the Army, 82nd Airborne Division, master jumper. Like, you couldn't accomplish any more than he accomplished coming from where he came from. And, but he was one of these guys who just would, would do the, go to max on everything. Like, I'm, I'm like, I buy something, I don't read the manual. He buy the computer. He read the whole damn computer manual. Sitting on the toilet. I'm like, dude, first of all, you don't have hemorrhoids sitting on the toilet that long. And secondly, well, you're not going to use all those features on that computer, man. <laughs> just figure out what you need. But he was just sitting back on everything that he did. But he was also very disciplined, but he was a great father where he did everything with us. Um, and if there's some things his kids couldn't go with him, he wouldn't go. There were trips like fishing trips or whatever. He wouldn't go. Oh, my kids can't go. I'm not going. I'll take them myself. So I've just learned that um, how to be a good friend, how to be a um, responsible person, how to be a hardworking person, uh, how to mind my own business, uh, and how to be a supportive person to everybody who needs me from my parents because that's what they were. That's what they what what they were. What my mom is, is still is to this day, and what the legacy that my dad left. You have a clothing line, and, oh, and yeah. some exciting things going. Yeah, you have you have a clothing line. Some exciting things going on with with Men Warehouse. Um, what what can you tell us about that partnership? Oh, it's been fantastic, man. I mean, we got our um, our partnership with Men's Warehouse. So, um, tailored clothing, suits, athleisure clothing. We've got everything there. And we just announced um, today about our men's skincare line that we are coming out with. So, we're very excited about the partnership with them. They've been fantastic and very supportive. And we're trying to slowly increase the amount of categories in which we're in because we've always been very strategic in what we've done and only done and only have done things that actually are real and fit because I don't want to do anything that really isn't me. So I don't right. want to like put something out there and then I got to support something or act as if I like it. That's, that's, that, that, uh, that's not authentic. And I think the public sees through that very easily. So we just done things that have been very authentic to us. And you see that smooth skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brother, that's 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 fifty years old, almost fifty years old, right there, man. That's so, that uh, that's that GMA, that's the GMA glow right there. <laughs> I got that glow, so glow. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, man, it's been great. And one thing we did uh, last week or so, man, I'm very very proud of my brother Deion Sanders. First of all, for taking over. Absolutely, I was just about to, I was just about state. to speak on that too. Yeah, and, and so Dion came and said, "Hey, man, I got this team." I want them to look good because you know how I look. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. They you play, you play good. good. You play good. They pay good. That's Dion's thing. <laughs> but in his thing, he's like, I want them to feel that way and know that. But even if they don't get paid playing football, get paid in the world of business because they're confident in how they look. So he came to us. He designed these suits for our brand um, for the whole Jackson State University football team and coaches. And and I'm very so proud to like support him because he, these kids are coming from where I came from. And I'm glad he went there to, to bring more light to HBCU and the SWAT conference where I went to school. And I just connected uh, with the head coach of my alma mater, Texas Southern University, about it. My buddy, Eddie George, Heisman Trophy winner, you know, big old Eddie, hit me up. 
and um, about about Central Tennessee State, where he's now the head coach. And I just I just love that you know the sense of community that um, in a lot of ways I don't know if we necessarily had it before, but we seem to be getting it back or getting it now. And we you know want to help each other, man. And 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 I think that's important because sometimes I feel personally. Like we get to the point of where you feel successful enough to where you feel you isolate yourself, right? Right. You feel too cool to be a part of that or to talk to that person. Or I hate when I see somebody who I know who's cool, but then you see them in certain settings and different places. Stuff with me twenty four seven, like. I see you so love. I see you. I was so loved. You see me, and I see you come on over. If I see you, and you don't see me, and you see me, I'm gonna come to you. It's not about one up in and, and, and like who's bigger and better. It's about sincerely and authentically just looking out for each other because we we need it, man. We we need to show that we can do that for other people to see. All right, so that they support each other where we come from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would have been I would have been remiss not to mention that uh that 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 you did that for Dion, man, and, and outfitted Dion Sanders team at at Jack's at uh JSU. Uh, like from your collection. Like that's that's major, that's big, that's supporting one another. Um and, and that's also leading leading by example. So I wanna congratulate you on that as well. We need to get Dion on your show. But Dion doesn't, doesn't drink. Dion, though. I need you, baby. I need you. Yeah, I need Dion, you. Come we on, get Dion on here. Dion doesn't drink. Dion drinks water, but that's fine. A soda, whatever. But but I will say when we when we did those suits for Dion and the team, Dion likes his extra tight in the crotch area. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe he hey, can come on here and explain that to. Nah, look. yeah, he he could come on here, but I don't think I want to hear that. But he he could come on here. And <laughs> hey, that's that's a running joke, man, because he's always messing with me every time, man. I mean, I get these Listen. texts when I'm on set, like, dude, leave my suit alone. <laughs> Nobody's trying to hear you right now. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how Prime is. You know that. That's how he is all day long. We gonna we gonna we gonna bring it so close, man. We gonna all bring it all back though to to what's in your glass. Uh, you 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 you're doing big things and and you're a busy man but I I just have a few quick questions for you uh to close us out. And me and and the people we just have to know what's in your glass on some special occasions. Um it doesn't have to be labeled specifically but what what's your go-to when uh you're on the beach on vacation with a, with your family? I'll be honest with you. I'm very simple on the beach and vacation a nice Aperol spritz with a with a with a pinch of fresh not this can model carton, <laughs> fresh orange juice, man. Fresh, it's gotta be fresh. And that champagne gotta be right. You know, you can't have some weak, weak, like dead stuff in there that like been open for a week, like fresh. That's my drink. That's very, that's very specific. That's very a splash, a little that's very specific. You're out to dinner on a date night at a at a nice restaurant. You know, my girl loves wine, so we will have wine on a date night. Okay. So I, I'll do that. I'll let her pick the bottle. Um, or a lot of times, I'm a big tequila guy as well. A okay, big, what's tequila? Man, you name it, I, I, I got it. I got a bar. Okay. My man cave is full of tequilas. When you're back on the East Coast, you let me know. We'll go over there and we will just sample. Because I got a little thing I do with my buddy uh, who comes over like once every two weeks. We sit in my man cave. 
and we light up cigars and we sample tequilas, whiskeys, um, everything, mm. you name it, and just buy different bottles, man, and just, just try them all out. And it's just time for us to bond, chill, talk. Um, Absolutely. Just, just hang I'm out. I'm a tequila guy. I'm a tequila guy, too. Uh, I'm going I'm to give your name a what tequila. What do you like? Give Addict, me Addict, Addictivo. Addictivo? Addictivo. Addictivo. Yes. Addictivo. It's an it's a, it's a Ultra Nejo and a Double Reposado. It's amazing. They only sell it in, 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 in Mexico. Addictivo. Okay. I'm on I, that. I, 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 I have one here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it to you ASAP. I have one here at the house. I'm gonna give it to you ASAP. Well, I don't want to take your last tequila, man. I, I no, 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 order, man, no, right? no. This is, no. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna make sure you get it. I'll make sure you get it. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll make I'll, sure you get it. Okay. I'll let you know what I think. But I'm a big tequila Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. And you know, you send me some I'll tequila. You. I'm have to send you some some tequila back. I just want you to know that. That's fine. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. I was too easy. You supposed to be like, no, man. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm open. <laughs> Listen, you said you send me the tequila. We good. I'm gonna send you one. You send me one. We good. We even. All right, we good. All <laughs> you, right. you, uh, you, you, you're celebrating Jersey being retired in November. Woo! What's your go-to? What's in your glass? I think for that because there's gonna be so many people there with me. I don't want to get so out of it that I forget where the heck I am. I just gonna we just gonna raise some champagne, man. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, raise some champagne. Man, what champagne? Pop, what you champagne? Know, I, got a, I got a case of Ace of Spades, right? Okay. Gold bottle. I I look so pretty. I never, you know, I I got you know I got it from man, and and I you know I'm not dropping names or throwing no names, but this is the biggest thrill. I got this like nine years ago. That's how long I've had this champagne man. from Oprah. Oh. When okay. I got the Oprah's, job, Oprah gave me gold bottles. Out, yeah, huh? Oprah gave me a case of gold <laughs> bottle, man. When I got the job at Live, and I have not opened it, not because I didn't want to. But I'm like, man, this Oprah gave me this. You can't use nothing that Oprah gave. You got to preserve it. So when the, <laughs> when the jersey ceremony happens, I'm gonna pop open a gold bottle from Oprah. And, ma- and, ma- and make sure you tell her. Make sure you tag her. Tell her thank you. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Man. Mike, man, thank thanks so much for joining me for a glass, man. Uh, best of luck with everything you have going on right now, and and and, and thank you to the audience for tuning in this week. Um, please follow, rate, review. You know the deal. What's in your glass on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast app. You can also check out the video releases each week on YouTube. Mike, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor as always, family. Thank you, my brother. Keep doing what you're doing. You know you got me here when you need me, brother. That tequila is coming to you soon. Tivo, I look forward to it. Melo, thank you as always, man. I look forward to the next time, brother. Absolutely, baby. I appreciate you. Thanks, man.